Hey, y'all, this is Eric, and you're listening to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. And uh, this episode is going to be pretty good, man. It's, um, I got my buddy Gary Cornum from Sever and Easton Archery coming on. And, you know, we're going to talk about Easton's history. We're going to talk about, you know, why they're pretty much considered the best arrow brand or one of the best arrow brands on the market. And then we're going to talk about Sever Broadheads, you know, where the idea came from, the history of it, the new broadhead they just dropped that I'm a huge fan of. I plan on using it this season. It's the Sever 1.5. And, uh, you know, we dive into it, but a little bit on that broadhead, it's it's very similar, basically the same as the 2.0 and the 1.5, but it's a size that's in between. So you still get that awesome penetration you would with the 1.5, but you get a large cutting diameter like with the 2.0. Um, you know, I think it's the perfect well or perfect size broadhead, you know, well-rounded, good for pretty much any game on, you know, the planet. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of it. I've, I've always been a big fan of Sever. You've heard me talk about it a few times. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of other broadheads too, but something about Sever, it, it's just, they've got the locking and pivoting blades, which I think is awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm, I decided to give it a shot this year. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, before we get started, got to thank the sponsors, Osseo gear, go save 10% on their website. Um, you know, season's coming up in a couple months, guys, we need to get all of our gear dialed. We need to be shooting our bows. You know, I'm going to be hanging stands in a couple weeks. Um, I've already got a, all my cameras out, basically, except for a couple, you know, checking new spots. Nothing crazy shown up yet, but there's still plenty of time. And, uh, you know, you could go on Osseo right now and go save 10% with our code. It's SEBH10. That's off all their camo, anything, anything site-wide. Uh, next up is going to be Summit Tree Stands. And I'll tell you what, I'm so excited to use, you know, my Summit this year. Um, I mean, I've always had a Summit, but... I don't know. I, I think after talking talking with the guys from Summit and all that and having them on, it, it's got me more, you know, energized for this season to just know that I'm in a in a tree stand made by a brand that cares about your safety, cares about what you, the customers want and not just trying to make a buck. So, you know, they gave us a promo code. It's uh, SEBH15 and that'll save you 15% uh, site-wide. That's new tree stand, climbing sticks, accessories for the tree stand you already have. And, you know, why not? Why not do it? I mean, hey, a lot of big names use these tree stands. They've been around for a very long time. They were one of the first ones in the game. So, you know, I, I push Summit a lot. They're great people. It's a great company. Made in America. So why not? Um, last but not least, got to thank Urban Archery Outfitters. I do it all the time. I'm not going to dive into it super deep. I don't need to. There's a new episode, not a new episode, but there's an episode with Chris from Urban Archery Outfitters that you can go listen to, learn all about them, and, you know, go check them out. Help them grow. They're they're steadily going, and I'm very excited to see what the future holds for them as far as everybody involved with them. Uh, also, a shout-out to my boys, J.D. Cobb, Andy Freeman. I do it every episode. These guys support the podcast. You know, they've been supporting the podcast since day one. They're they're my <laughs> they're my day ones, you know. Uh so yeah, go check them out, Drawback Outdoors and AA Outdoors TV. Awesome content from both of them. And you know, they're they're some really good guys. So you know, we got uh we got Gary on from Sever and Easton, man. This is gonna be a good one. You know, if you're a fan of Easton, you're a fan of Sever, fan of both, hate them, whatever listen to it you know it, it's it's a good episode he he's a great guy and you know i can't wait to get him back on so we can talk about more products that are dropping this year and you know wh- why not trust something that's been around especially you know easton they've been around for over 100 years okay they're they've got their hand in all types of sports and i think that shows that they're a well-rounded company that actually knows how to make a good product and cares about their customer and, and you know gary dives into that a little bit when in the episode so, um, look, I'm, I'm just babbling on at this point, guys, let's, let, let's get started with Gary from Sever and Easton and Hey, we might just change your mind on your setup this year. All right, guys, we got Mr. Gary Cullum 
Cornum. Cornum. Got it. I'm terrible with names, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm the uh, same way. Same way. <laughs> you should try to say my last name, man. It's pretty bad. All right. Um, yeah, so he works with Sever, um, the Broadhead Company, and um, I believe also Easton, correct? That's right. Yeah. All right. So that's correct. Big names in the industry, man. Big, big names. Um, I think Easton's been around, you know, before we dive into it, I'm just curious, but Easton's been around for like, what, 100 years now or close to it? Yes. Uh, 1922. So last year we celebrated 100. That is awesome. That is insane. And it shows because, you know, y'all have some of the best products on the market. I mean, you got guys like Cam Haynes that shoot your arrows and just a bunch of big names and stuff. Um, I see several all over the place, man. I, I really do. It's Aaron Snyder, um, Josh Bomar, you know, all, the Realtree boys, Tyler Jordan, all of them. They they kind of turned me on to Sever, um, you know, because I'm a broadhead nut. I mean, I look into these things all the time. So but I guess before we dive into that, before we get it all, you know, in the nitty gritty, why don't you give us a background on yourself, like how you got started with Sever and Easton and, and what got you into it? Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll dive into the rest of it. Yeah, so I got um, came out of college uh, with a degree in marketing, and so my position is I'm the director of marketing, okay. um, and that that covers both brands. Um, and I got uh, I've always been like from the time my dad first took me out in the field, really loved hunting. You know, it's like I was like probably like all of us that are you know listening in today. You know, you used to wake up in the middle of the night because you couldn't, you know, couldn't wait, you know, it's like to get out there, especially when you're young and having all that enthusiasm. And so when I had the opportunity to um, apply for a job with Easton right out of college, I did. And so I kind of I started out as marketing coordinator and I kind of worked my way up through the ranks a little bit. But I've been here 30 years now. Um, and so um, that's that's my my personal background all in marketing uh, just it's been fun to build these brands um severs newer for us but uh what a great opportunity that's been to to build that brand as well but um i just love it you know i love to get out there and use the products and one thing that i always think of is you know the products that we make are are products that people want to buy because they love to get into the outdoors they love to hunt they love to bow hunt they love to shoot archery mm -hmm. they love to compete in archery um so it's fun to be in that kind of an industry where people are enthusiastic and excited like when they're at work or when they're daydreaming they're thinking about the sport just like we are and so um you know you talk about easton being around for 100 years the reason we've been around 100 years is because we we love those moments we love those heart pounding moments and so we showed up to work each day to make the products that make those moments possible mm -hmm. if you, you know you think of that that way and so for 100 years we've been doing that in such a way that that it's you know if we if we didn't do it the right way then we wouldn't be here that long and so we constantly are thinking about how to make a better product but not just to make a better product not just to earn a living but to also make it so that the reason that we do it is so that you, you, everyone can get out there and enjoy what they love to do. And so like even where I'm sitting, you know, right now, you know, the factory's right behind me where we make all the arrows. Um, we're, made, we're made in USA, you know, and as I sit at my desk on the other side of the wall, I can actually hear the machines running that are making the arrows that will win the Olympics or that will the guy will go out and shoot his first deer or Dell or whatever, or a buck that he's been chasing and seen on camera all summer. So it's really, it's really been a dream of mine kind of come true to be able to do that. And, uh, and to be immersed in a sport that everybody really is excited and enthusiastic about. Yeah, man. I mean, y'all's y'all's legacy really speaks for itself. You know, I mean, my first set of arrows was some Easton, I think bow hunter 6.5s and, you know, they, they were great. I mean, I, I loved them. Um, I wish they were built a little heavier because I can't use them now, but it, it's not anything y'all did. It was the bow shop, but yeah, I mean, I've been a huge fan, you know, like, like I said, you know, Cam Haynes shoots Easton's. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of other names that I'm forgetting, but I, I look up to him a lot. You know, he, he is someone that 
really was part of my archery journey. You know, him and the Seek One guys, you know, out here in Atlanta, you know, you got to support the local guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bone Collector, T-Bone, Michael Audell, all those guys, Nick Munt. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's just cool to see, you know, because archery has been around since caveman times, you know. Yeah. But to see what y'all have done and the innovation that you guys have had with the arrows, now with Sever, and it's just, it's really interesting, you know, because some of the things y'all have done, I'm like, how did y'all come up with that? Like, where, what was the science or the the logic, but not really logic, but the thought process behind it, you know? Yeah, yeah let me jump so. in on that because uh, I mentioned, you know, competitive shooting um, and every, every Olympic medal since they brought archery to the Olympics in 1972. Mm-hmm. So we're over 50 years now with another Olympics coming up next year, but every medal that's been awarded in archery has been won with one of our products. Wow. And, and so I, I mentioned that because we go out there and they're, they're like, what do you guys need that you got to shoot it, you know, hundred yards, basically, if they're shooting way out there in the wind, what do you need to, to win this title? We figure it out. We, we are constantly, you know, trying to improve that. But the cool part is, as we do that, and as we make those products, like I said, right here behind that wall, mm-hmm. we take what we learn from those, from those, and we apply it to our hunting product. That's where you get products like, like the Olympics. They win with um, an X10, which is a an aluminum core tube with a carbon overlay. Mm-hmm. We take we take that, and we said, hey, what if let's reverse it? Let's take a carbon a carbon backbone and put an aluminum overlay on it. There's an FMJ or yeah. Let's make a micro diameter arrow like the axis in all carbon. It's running on this machines right here that I can hear, literally hear right now. Um, because the micro diameter is great for for you know shooting in the wind or carrying a lot of energy down range. But it so happens as we learn to do that for the Olympians that it makes an awesome hunting arrow because you know, you shoot a deer with a small diameter arrow, it penetrates better. And so we take what we learn at the highest levels of archery. And we apply it to our hunting products. And then you end up with, like you said, you know, how do you guys come up with this? Well, that's one way we have our engineering team here. You know, we're all, we have machines right here. So we want to experiment with something. We have an idea. We can go out and try it on our own equipment. And it's pretty neat to be able to see that. Um, But we're all immersed in it. There's bow hunters all over, all around me here at the factory. And like, like the idea for the sever, you know, you'd mentioned Cam Haynes guy that likes to shoot long range. Um, Randy Elmer is another one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot, you know, oh, I was talking to him. He lost count of how many bucks he's taken. And these are mule deer mostly, but giant elk, giant mule deer every year. But he's shot, I don't know, like he lost count. So we counted one day and it was over 40 bucks, over 200 inches. And, you know, but he's a long range guy. He's the guy that has the original patents on the suburb broadhead. Mm-hmm. Um, design so we got we got his patents and that's where that came from for the for the suburb so you know being enthusiasts really helps that whole process along yeah i i can see that because you know they usually say like you know if you do something you love it's never work you know so especially being a bow hunter and then working at like an arrow company i could see that being like i wouldn't think i'm at work i'm i'm thinking i'm living the dream you know um, yeah, and you, and you think about it, and, and like we go out, we do it, and we're you know just like everyone else is listening. It's like I love this; I can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. We're the same way, and so we come back and we're like, "Hey, what if we did this?" Or "Hey, what if we tried that?" Or we go, you know, we go to the Deer Classic or something, and we're listening. To, we listen to those guys, and then we like, "Oh, you know, that's where the ideas are spawned." And then we come back here and we we put it in, we put it to work, and try to try to come up with those ideas and bring them to reality so that our products are constantly evolving into something better. And again, not to make a widget, not to make it just so we can earn a living, but it's how can we, how can we help those guys have more of those heart pounding moments? That's all. That's what it's really all about. And then the rest of it will fall into place if we do our job and making sure that everybody can get out there and do what they love. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's a top, top notch product because y'all been around a hundred years and I've got so many friends of mine that shoot Easton's. I actually had one the other day. We were talking about um, he's looking at getting some new arrows. 
And he was like, man, I want to get some new ones, but they don't make the bloodlines anymore. And I'm like, I'm actually getting someone on uh, this week that I can talk to about that. <laughs> so to get an idea of like what he should right. go with. Um, right. I told him to get the pro comps because those, those new pro comps are just, I mean, they're the pro, awesome. comp, the pro comp is a really good example of one of those arrows that, you know, takes advantage of what we learn on the competitive side, but uh, bloodline, if he loves the bloodlines, we got that new Sonic out this year, which is mm -hmm. everything you love about the bloodline. And it's a little, I think a little bit better. It's a little bit lighter. And, and so, um, but you know, our, the other, that's the other thing about Easton is we have every era for any type of shooting, even like a little beginner, you know, we make tiny little arrows. We make the Genesis arrows for the NAS program. We, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we have an arrow literally for every kind of archery and every archer that I can, we make, we make, uh, Kudo arrows for them to shoot in Japan. They're, mm -hmm. they're like 36 inches long. I mean, if, if you can think of it in archery, we like 99.9% probability, we have a product that'll fit that bill. So, yeah. you know, little kids, whatever, anybody that wants to shoot archery and get into it, we have an arrow for that for that that person that archer yeah i mean like i said my first set was easton's and i i loved them you know i mean i i kind of turned to not turned away from Easton. i don't i don't shoot easton's right now but the only reason is because i've been focused on the whole heavy heavy foc deal um do y'all have a line of arrows that's like low gpi but still pretty strong that would run like 350 300 spawn yeah that would be our uh like we have the new axis long range out okay. um, and that you can set that up with a heavy, a heavy FOC uh, using, using our, you know, our half out. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're looking at our component line too, what we could do. Uh, there's a lot of interest in, in components right now in the market, like you're talking about. Uh, so our, our introductions generally happen around October. Okay. And we're looking at, you know, what we can bring out for next year to, um in that component line and you know maybe a new model and arrows uh because a lot of, of folks but what you're spe specifically referring to um that access longer range has really been popular we've seen it a lot at the total archery challenge events and it's really come on strong for the guys that want that kind of a setup yeah yeah i'm gonna have to look into those because i've been wanting to switch it's yeah. just yeah it's a lightweight a really lightweight base shaft do you and know then, what GPI is? Uh, the spines go down to my catalogs right there, but <laughs> I'll shoot from the hip here. Uh, two fifty, I believe, on that model. Okay. Two fifty, three hundred, three forty should cover everything you want right in there. Gotcha. And okay. would you say the GPI on those would be like somewhere around like maybe eight point two to eight? Yeah, yeah. And okay. you know, I, I could, I could get it. Let me get up and I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. Everybody. <laughs> Like, like if it was a really big snake, it would, it would be biting me right now. <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah, I can give you some of these specifics. It's just, we have so many models that it's hard to memorize them all. Oh, I get it. But uh, I've, I got totally it, get it. I've got it handy. Uh, so for like the Axis Long Range, that is, it was a 250. So I didn't lie. Okay. I got that right. And yeah, you're right around that. Uh, like, yeah, like in the 340, 8.3 grains per inch. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's kind of what you were describing there. So, um, yeah, did I get to answer that? Do that cover yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just got to, uh, you switched me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I've been looking for because, you know, I figured out like a good arrow weight and a good FOC setup that I want to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, and there, there's some flexibility there too. Like we have, we have that titanium half out that'll work on that product. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the steel half out. So if you really want it, if you really want to weight it up, the steel one would be, you know, the go-to. And then the titanium is kind of in between that aluminum and the steel. So you got some real, uh, you've got some real options there for, uh, you know, for for uh, tinkering around with that setup and getting yeah. the FG that you want. That's my hobby is tinkering with arrows, man. I've probably got about 40 of them upstairs right now. Yeah, we need we need to we need to get you a set of those. That's a newer model out uh, for us. Um, we had the injection and, and it was kind of what you were describing. The shaft was more was a heavier shaft. And what we found is people wanted to save weight on the on the shaft itself. Mm -hmm. 
and and then kind of build it build the arrow around kind of the the components mm -hmm. so by making that shaft lighter it gives you that flexibility of being able to weight up your foc and and that's why i think it, we're starting to really see that one catch on yeah it's been i mean i've had two episodes episodes with t-bone now and each time we talk about foc arrow builds i mean he's he's the guy i go to when i have a question i will call him up yeah, more. He, yeah i mean talk about archery knowledge he's a great resource so oh yeah um yeah i not, can't say enough about him yeah he's been a huge help so i don't know i mean i'm, I'm definitely gonna have to get some because you know, I, I've been just like the whole archery industry, basically. Now everybody's focusing on FOC. You know, it's, it's a huge thing that a lot of people have kind of dove into. And that kind of brings me to the broadhead part of it. Yeah. Is Sever. Uh -huh. So you mentioned Randy Ulmer. And for those who don't know, he used to have a broadhead back in the day that I think was called the Ulmer Edge, right? That's correct. And that is kind of what the sever is based off of, right? That is correct. So okay. we we actually bought Randy's patents on that broadhead. Okay. And the the broadhead, um, there's some unique things about that um, that are really, you know, first of all, Randy's an accuracy guy, mm -hmm. and he's one of those longer range shooter guys. And so when he designed that broadhead originally, that's that was what he was going for, and and. Really, it's the first thing I mentioned when I first started bow hunting, when I started here all, all those years ago, getting broadheads to group was one of the most frustrating things for me because it really, it really, you know, punched me in the stomach when it comes to confidence to, you know, get your kind of get shooting. And I wasn't a great archer. Still, I'm still not a great archer. I just love to bow hunt. But, you know, it's like you, you want to get out there. So you start to get your bow dialed in, and then you put your broadheads on and now they're going all over the place. And so when you go afield, your confidence is kind of in the trash can a little bit. Mm -hmm. So accuracy and then, you know, the first mechanicals that came out, I think some of them gave mechanical broadheads a bit of a bad name. They, you know, they took a lot of energy to deploy the blades. And, yeah. um, and so they had their own issues. And then um, Randy came out with this one, though, really for long range shooting. In other words, this broadhead really gripped. And so we we loved it. We said, okay, let's let's look at that. Got got the bought the patents from Randy, mm -hmm. um, and we have a broadhead that I honestly is like field point accurate, and then some. It's I mean, accuracy is off the charts. The other thing I love about the broadhead is, first of all, rear deploy blades. When they, when those started coming out in the mechanicals, I think that was just a real paradigm shift. It doesn't take a lot of energy to open those blades. So the penetrations there, um, you know, it really, it really is the best way to, to build a mechanical, which the sever has. But it's got the, one of our patents on that is the locking pivoting. So the blades will pivot, but they're in a locked position. Mm -hmm. So the pivoting is great because every broadhead, like 99% of the time is going through a deer, whatever you're hunting, it's going to encounter a bone. And when our broadheads encounter bone, the blade will pivot around that bone, but the other blade will continue to cut because they're in a locked and open position. So the blades kind of, they'll go around bone, but they stay locked open. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's another one of the hallmarks of that broadhead is that locking pivoting. The third one is we have a, a, a there's a, a little hole in the ferrule that you can put a set screw in. You can lock the blades closed and what that allows you to do is go out and practice backyard with the very broadhead that you'll then hunt with. It locks the blades in the closed position. So you can go out and shoot that broadhead with the blades locked. And then when you're ready to hunt, you pull the set screw out, the blades are still sharp, you're ready to go, but you've also practiced with the very head that you're gonna hunt with. So it's a real confidence builder and they're made of titanium. So it it's a premium, a premium, premium, premium broadhead um that has a lot built into it we took we took randy's initial design and randy's paid us a great compliment when he said wow you took my design you made it out of titanium you you made it even better and when randy told us that we really felt like wow what a compliment coming from a guy like that so um and our best marketers on that is not me 
the best marketers on that broadhead are the people that shoot it. And I just, I was just in a total archery challenge last weekend and guys would come up and they're like, they'd bring their friends because they, they're so into that brand and that, and that product that I was just, I was like, well, this is great. These guys, these guys are, you know, having great success out in the field so much so that they're, they're um, telling their buddies and bringing them over to us to talk to us. And so it's, it's been really fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always been, so like when I first started bow hunting, um, I used to use a rage and I have nothing against rage. Now I talked with Joe miles last week and he was, he's all about that rage tripan. And to me, when I first got into it, I saw the Severn, I saw the rage and I'm like, same thing, you know, cause I didn't know at the yeah. time, like what the differences were. So then I, I, was, and I, was, I, I was shooting rage. In fact, I, I, <clears throat> I, they're rare deploy and I loved it. I was using the hypodermic at the time mm -hmm. and we've been out, I think about five years now with the sever. Um, and you know, Easton's my main gig, right? Eras. Yeah. And I, I said, you know, I really like these hypodermics. The product, our VP of product development came to me and said, Hey, I, I'm working on this broadhead with Randy Omer. And I said, well, you're going to have a hard time prying these hypodermics out of my hands because they're working great for me. And I, have, I still have, you know, a ton of respect for those heads. I'm not going to say anything bad about them because I think they're yeah. great. They were working for me and they were awesome. Um, he says, well, you're going to, I think you'll, everything you love about the range broadheads are shooting, I think we've got, and we've added a couple features too. And that's like the locking pivoting, the ridge, the ridge lock, but they don't pivot. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then the, um, the other feature being the practice mode, we call it, um so yeah i have nothing to, i i i shot lots of game with them and i think they're a great product too yeah i mean the way i look at it is you know sever is like the upgraded version of rage to me you know it it's it's very similar but like you mentioned the locking um the locking blades and the pivoting i don't know of any other broadhead on the market yeah. that does that you know yeah yeah and that that is just it makes perfect sense. And then the coolest thing is when you can put that screw in and actually use that broadhead that you're going to be hunting with. I mean, yeah. I, cause I've used, you know, last year I used a G5 mega meat, which I love that broadhead. One of my favorites, but you, you know, I would practice with the actual broadhead with the blades and everything. And I pulled out of my target and the blades break, you know? And so, I mean, yeah, you can buy replacement blades, nothing wrong with that, but there's something about having your actual broadhead that you're going to be shooting at a live animal when you're practicing, you know? Yeah. And I, I just, I think it's a great idea what y'all have done with it and the live animal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're in the witness protection program now. I know. Yeah. You can barely see me. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to disguise your voice as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's, oh, there we go. Hey. I don't know what's going on. That's, that's better. It'll probably go out again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, yeah. no. Um, I, I what I, what's cool to me, so where I first heard about you guys was when I started diving into, and there it goes. Um, when I first started diving into the broadhead world, right? I got away from the rages, I started looking at fixed blades, I started looking at you know other mechanicals. Um, I found this guy named John Lusk who does broadhead tests on every broadhead on the market. And he did a test on Sever. And he said by far, it was his favorite mechanical because no matter what he did to it, nothing happened to it. It, it, was, it looked brand new right out of the box after all his tests. And so that kind of convinced me, okay, there's something about this. And then I found out Aaron Snyder uses it. I found out Josh Bomar uses it. I know the Realtree guys use it. I mean, it, it, like I said before, it speaks for itself. You know, and then I got um, the 2.0 last year and was practicing with it, was going to use it. And then I um, broke one of those little O-rings on there because I was just messing with it. Uh -huh. And I just never got around to ordering more. So <laughs> I kind of I kind of dropped the ball on that. But yeah, I've well, got a drawer full of O-rings for you. So <laughs> you want to? I got plenty of O-rings here in a drawer for you. Perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you so. What was the first, the first sever was a 2.1, right? Yeah, that's right. And so what made you guys want to change that from the 2.1 to the 2.0 to the 1.5, the 1.7, and now the new one, the 1.75? Yeah, 
right where did that come from so yeah so i love that too in fact i grabbed a bunch of two ones and saved them because i got such a great i mean great interest levels on that with that product and um and then uh we were looking at that it had a real shallow blade angle uh and so if it if it had any kind of achilles heel at all it was penetration mm-hmm. which is sort of a trade-off there the more the more sweat back you make the blades the more the the, the better it penetrates but also it's a little bit of a trade-off because if you made it wider you get incredibly big entrance and excess holes so um we just tweaked it down just a little bit to uh, improve the penetration without sacrificing very much of the cut. Um, the 1.5 is a really good broadhead for uh, somebody that maybe is, you know, really diehard fixed blade. They're they're worried about penetration, or uh, somebody that's going after like an elk, um, and they're they're also concerned about penetration. Those things penetrate like gangbusters. And if you get somebody that's maybe a short draw or lighter pound of sh- uh, shooter, that uh, that 1.5 is a really good choice. So we had those two. Um, the 1.7 was an aluminum ferrule, and we found our customers really love the titanium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we thought, hey, let's take the cover, sever concept and make make a broadhead that's a little bit lower price point with the aluminum ferrule. But what we found is everybody wants the titanium. So. This year we came out with the 1.75 in titanium, and and really what it is is it's kind of that that in between. Okay, really good, you know, pretty good penetration, pretty good cutting. You know, 2.0 I recommend for deer all day long. The 1.5 I recommend for elk forever, um, and the 1 1.75 is kind of that. You, know, you kind of get a little bit of the best of both worlds with that one. So. Um, there's a lot of excitement around that one as well, but that's that's kind of the way the, the reason we have that uh, product lines the way we've got it laid out. Yeah, I mean, when I saw so I'm on y'all's like email list, Instagram, Facebook, just everything, right? So if y'all are coming out with something, I know about it. <laughs> and I saw I got the email first, and then clicked on it, went on Instagram, saw like the little blacked out outline of it, and it said like new broadhead coming soon, and I'm like, huh what what what's what's this about and so i texted one of my buddies um and was like yo sever's coming out with the new broadhead and he's like well what could they do with it what you know what size are they going to have and i'm like i, I don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know what to tell you and uh in the back of my mind though i was thinking about that because i i actually bought the 1.7 first and then i mean i liked it but when i saw the titanium i'm like nah that that's what i need to go with gets so much stronger and so that kind of was in the back of my mind like well maybe it's a 1.7 titanium maybe it's a four blade maybe it's their first fixed blade I I don't know you know I was thinking all over the place and then when it came out I instantly texted that same guy and was like dude these are the broadheads I'm going to use this season I was like because it's the perfect size it's it it in my opinion I think that broadhead's going to really start showing out this deer season when people use it because it has really good penetration ability. It's got a big cut and it's the same reliability that a severed broadhead has, you know? So yeah, when y'all came out with that, I got really excited. Yeah, and they're, they're strong out of the gate. In fact, we thought we did a forecast on it and then we, we rolled it out about two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and really selling season on broadheads is, starts around July, July 4th, yeah. right in there. And we had so much demand for that one right out of the gate. We started looking at our forecast. And we're like, we better we better get more of these rolling and more work orders rolling on these because if not, we're going to be out the third week of July. So, yeah. so we uh, yeah we had to scramble around a little bit and get get more headed for the warehouse because uh, they're they are uh, this popular. You know, it's a yeah. new one. Probably guys like you and the way you characterize it, I think, is exactly how folks are looking at. It. Oh yeah. And, and the funny thing is like the guy I was telling you about, he's a huge Schwacker fan. So every time, you know, I'll tell him, Oh, you know, there's this new broadhead or, or someone's coming out with a new model. Right. They'd be like, well, I'm going to stick with my Schwackers or I'm going to go with the Exodus, which I love the Exodus. That's my favorite fixed blade. But um, it was funny because I sent him the, the John Lusk video review of that broadhead. And then like a bunch of other things about it and he's like man i think i'm gonna switch i'm like see 
your boy knows what he's talking about sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's a good head, man. Like, you should give it a shot, you know? And there's, there's, I, I never disparage anyone's products either because there's a lot of really good products in the market. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, hey, we're just trying to do what we do and do it well. That's, mm -hmm. that's, and do it the best that we can. So, um, but I just, you know, the, the, what I'm looking for, you know, and I kind of enumerated that before is, you know, the, the, it checks the boxes for me, you know, it, yeah. it, and particularly on that accuracy side, but, you know, penetration with that locking pivoting is amazing. And, and then practice mode is awesome. And, and the titanium material that, you know, like you said, like John Lusk has tested is such a great material for broadheads and, um, and so, you know, the other thing about our broadheads and, you know, we saw them, we saw them direct. In fact, we saw them only direct. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what's kind of cool about that is, you know, we, it allows us some flexibility. Like we sell them individually. So if somebody wants to just order one and try it, or if they want to order, you know, a couple 1.5s and a couple 2.0s or 1.75s, they can kind of mix and match what they do and, and try some different things and they're not limited to an expensive three pack, you know? So, yeah. Uh, it, but I mean, even just the, the concept of being able to provide a, a premium titanium product at a, at a price that you can pay for a standard broadhead is, you know, it's kind of, you know, that, that fits that bill as well. So it's, it's, you know, it's been working for us that way for that yeah. reason. Well, what's funny about it is I make jokes to my buddies all the time because if I tell them, like when I told them I was getting those 1.75s, they were like, oh, you big money now. I'm like, dude, have you ever looked at how much they cost? If you compare that to a three pack at Cabela's, it's actually cheaper, you know, like, and it's a better product. So why not? So I think it's funny. And the cool thing, like you were saying, y'all sell direct. And that, that is one thing, like if you, you know, I've heard stories about guys that are out in the field or something and say something happens like a blade breaks they don't have any extras or 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 they need a new one or or whatever i've heard stories about y'all actually sending people out to them and giving them you know the broadhead that they ordered which i don't know of any other company that'll do that we're we're and that's what's nice too is we have we have that direct touch to our customer so mm -hmm. we can give them that personal touch but um yeah and and uh you know like we're getting into the selling season our you know our uh we should, you know, depending on when this, when this uh, episode drops, we should be running our summer sale by then. So okay. some of the, the best prices of the season should be running and, you know, you go to severbroadheads.com and um, now's a great time to, great time to get them because we, we will be running our summer sale. Yeah. Well, and so one thing about the broadheads, I'm curious, because I don't know anything about how broadheads are made. Are Is there like a, like a cat not a cast but like a mold that you guys came up with for that i mean i don't want you to give away any secrets <laughs> but oh no um they're machine so oh okay. you take a solid billet of a of a certain diameter mm -hmm. of titanium and then they're put on us like a cnc machine i've you know i haven't seen them made but um but i know all about it and they're yeah. they're actually machined out of a single billet of titanium Wow. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, if you look, you get one of them and you, you look at it, they're, they're, they're very, there's a lot of, um, detail work on that. And that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a very, it's a high, high premium, uh, product that, oh, yeah. that you're, you know, we're able to, to bring to market at a, like I said, a, a, broad, a standard broadhead price. So you're not having to, you know, pay, you know, two or three times what you'd normally expect to spend on a broadhead. You're actually paying what you kind of what you're you're used to paying so yeah really uh it's really been working well that way too yeah i mean it's it, it sounds like anyone listening to this needs to switch because <laughs> it does the job man and it's it's well, and I, what I, I look at it too is i i really want i really want bow hunters to go afield with confidence yeah you know like i know when i draw back my bow and i've got everything dialed in and i i might I just, you know, I, my broadheads are grouping, my arrows are grouping. When I draw back my bow with confidence, knowing that my equipment's good and working and everything's, you know, dialed in, mm -hmm. I make a better shot. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you really, I mean, as archers, we need to be confident in, in our abilities and in the ability and in our equipment. And if you, if you have all that, then when you go hunt, you'll have more success in the field. 
just That's true. Everybody, everyone I have on will say yeah. that. And so if somebody, if somebody's confident in something that, you know, that's working well for them, I don't really try to get them to switch if they want to, that's great. But yeah. by and large, again, I go back to, are we having a good time? Are we doing the thing that we love? And um, if we can contribute to that as a company, then we're, we're doing our job and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, that's good to hear. Cause a lot of people, you know, will think like, Oh, the big company, they've been around this long and they're just all about the money kind of thing, which I feel like the companies that I've talked to, like, you know, summit Osseo, those guys, they, they're, that's, they don't, that's not their top priority. You know, they want the customer to be happy. They want to give a good product and, you know, be there for their customer when they need you. So you know, it's, it's good to know that y'all are doing that. I kind of figured as much, but. Yeah. And we're as a company, you know, I mean, we were started by Doug Easton in 1922. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. We're now in the third generation, you know, went to Jim Easton and now Greg Easton is running the company. So we're still family owned. And, yeah. and um, you know, the, the Easton family started out with their company, you know, with a passion for archery. Mm-hmm. and they you know they they ventured out into team sports a lot of people know the eastern brand for like baseball and some of that stuff um but that that part of the company was merged um off and uh about 15 years ago but the, the family still owns the archery because i think you know that's still still near and dear to their heart is is the archery side of it and so it's it's pretty neat there's not too many companies out there one that have been around that long and two have been around that long and are still found owned by the same family. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Easton's been in my life since I was five years old, man. I used to have an Easton bat and then I didn't even know it was in archery, you know, cause my uncle and stuff, he hunted, but you know, I'm from Illinois and he would go to the, the deer camp up there and they didn't really focus on deer hunting. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so it was more just hanging around and drinking, which is fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's killed some good deer, but when I got into it and I actually saw, you know, the, the baseball bats and the gloves and the, then now the, you know, the arrows and all that stuff, it was kind of cool because I don't think there's any other company that's really involved like that in everything, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And they, cool and they you know, their Eastern foundation, you know, when they, when they uh, sold off the sports division, they, they took up the proceeds and put it into this foundation and, uh, some people don't know this, but we have archery centers that they, they've used the money to grow the sport. And there's archery centers that we've built around the country. Um, I say we, the, the foundation has yeah. with, with the proceeds of that to help grow that sport and to help provide a place for people to try archery, to, uh, to you know, perfect their skills, to train. Uh, they're pretty neat centers. So um, they're continuing to uh, utilize that that money to grow the sport of archery as well. So, you know, hats off to the Easton family for doing that as well. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, that that means so much to me because, you know, I'm obsessed with archery, obsessed with arrow, just anything to do with it. You know, and my daughter just told me a week ago that she wants to get her own bow and actually go kill a deer with me this year. So it's it's just, it's what I live and breathe now. And I mean, it's it's been that way for five years and it's just, I, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to get in contact with you because I tried like a couple months ago and I don't know if it just the email didn't go through or what the deal was, but either way, you're here now. So it worked out. Yeah, um, I, I get my head down and, you know, get pulled a lot of different directions, but at some point, you know, like it's like, oh, when the time's right, we'll connect and, you know, and it's it's been great. And I really, I love doing this and I love talking archery and, you know, it's it's. Uh, so, you know, I'm happy to jump on and, um, you know, with you anytime and, and uh, talk about any topic you want to around archery or arrows or whatever, broadheads, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, I know when I told you on the phone, um, I think it was last week that we did a Ron Pola book episode, you sounded pretty interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been around archery long enough to know, you know, heard about, heard about some of that. So um, I, it was, you know, I dug into it a little bit back when that was you know, first came out, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I, you know, still kind of back there and out there. So I, I was interested to hear that you'd done some, done some uh, podcasting on that. that particular. Oh, yeah. I mean, we still have probably three or four more 
episodes we're going to do with this, all the yeah. information this guy's got, man, it's. Yeah. What, it's what an that's so, that's such an, an unusual and interesting situation. And, and so it'll be interesting for me to get caught up with that, with what's going on there too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot coming, but before we wrap this up, um, I have to ask you, what is the story with the bear behind you? Oh, this one, um, this was uh, about four or five years ago, but, uh, you know, put it here in the office. Uh, that one I got, I was actually hunting with uh, Ralph and Vicky Sansarillo up in Saskatchewan, and they were, and, you know, color bears are so beautiful, you know, and they, they, we got into camp and the guy said, hey, um, do you, uh, you know, we got a we've got a really big bear black that's been hitting this bait, but we've got one that's still a pretty nice boar that's a cinnamon phase hitting this other one. And, and so um, where do you want to go? And I said, I really would like to go after that cinnamon. Yeah. And so um, we got into the stand or get into the blind. We we're actually hunting out of ground blinds um, the first evening and this bear came in and I, I have 19 yards. I drew back and, um, and shot and went right under it. And we went back and looked at the video and, and I, my back arm hit the back of the blind. Mm. There's a good example. So next day I was in the blind that they had in camp practicing. I'm like, there's no way this bear's coming back. Yeah. We went in there the second night and there was a, another cinnamon bear there, another, but he was a little smaller. And I had the, I had the guide, he was actually filming me. And I said, I said, what, what about this? What about this cinnamon? And he's like, it's not as big as the one last night, but it is a representative bear and it's a boar. Um, you may want to take it. And so I was, I was kind of looking at it. I had him at about 15 yards and I was thinking, yeah, you probably should take this bear. You're probably not going to get a chance at another one. And just about the time I decided that this, this one looked up, stood up, wheeled around, ran off. I'm like, well, what in the world happened there? Yeah. And then we looked through the woods and this guy was coming back. And so mm. it usually, you don't usually get a second chance, but he came back in and this time I'd been practicing in the blind. Yeah. So I made a good shot on him. And um, yeah, and I was like, that's such a beautiful bear. I'm going to make a rug. So I had, I had my, uh, I had Jeremy Judkins. He's a local taxidermist here. He did it for me. And, um, yeah, so I get to look at that every day. And, yeah, man. I mean, that thing's beautiful. Me and my buddy are going uh, black bear hunting down here in Georgia next year. And that right there is exactly what my wife keeps asking for. She's like, I just want a bear rug. I'm like, okay, cool. They're really it's, <laughs> it's a It's different, and I've done it quite a bit. Um, but uh, it's it's a heart pounder. It's so much fun. And I, you know, any chance I get to, to go do that again, I will, but, um, you know, to get a color bear like that is, you know, really cool. So I was really happy with that one. Yeah. That's what I told him. I'm like, you know, it'd be cool. I mean, black bears are cool, but if there's a cinnamon up there, I would love to take that Yeah. or a blondie. I mean, either one of those would be fantastic. Yeah. Now, did yeah. you take that bear with us ever? I did. There you I, go. Bringing it full circle. This was a, yeah, a 2.0 with, uh, of uh axis nice. five, five millimeter axis with a 207 um, i like the i like the bigger cut on the bears mm -hmm. and the reason i i usually pick that is i don't think bears at least my experience with them um even shooting 60 pounds which is what i like to shoot um i've never really had any kind of issues with penetration okay but but I, I did kill a bear up there um, with a, a small fixed blade and they have that under fur. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're not, and we, we, we were hard pressed to find any blood on that. We did find the bear, but because it, it was a good shot, but, yeah. but when you open them up with that bigger cut with bears, it just, you get it, you have a better chance to get a blood trail. So I like the bigger cut with the bears. Well, now I know which one to use when I go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. 2-0 all the way for me, unless, unless like I say, you have a short draw or something like that, but um, for bears, I like, because they have that downy under fur, I just, mm -hmm. I think, you know, get a big, you get a big entrance hole, even if you don't get a pasture, if you get a big entrance hole and get that arrow into the vitals, you'll find it. 
Yeah, I think the two will probably be what I go with or the 175 because I yeah. shoot 60 pounds. My draw length is 28 inches, just kind of the basic. That's pretty much size. that's pretty much my setup too. And um, yeah, but you'll you know, it, honestly, any of them will work great. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of splitting hairs when you start you know picking between them, but yeah, they're, they're, I think I think the biggest difference is when you get to the one five and you're kind of really talking about. A noticeable difference in penetration um, yeah yeah i mean I, like i said i'm a broadhead nut man so i'll, I'll pick them up <laughs> all the time and i'm like well this one's a little different that one's got a different yeah angle like it's it's bad i drive my friends crazy the broadhead gets to be the hero or the villain depending on how the hunt goes that's true um, that's true really blame their bow or their arrow or their shot placement but a lot of times the broadhead is either you know all right or oh this broadhead made it you know it's like it's the villain it, yeah I've seen that with about every other brand, honestly, because I've heard some people say like, oh, the severs don't stay open. And then I'm like, well, they lock. So how is that possible? Yeah. Then they'll say the same thing about Rage, say the same thing about the Mega Meat. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what's happening. In exactly. That it's like, uh, as far as opinions go, I think Broadheads might be the highest, highest one in the whole industry. Oh, yeah. I, I've had arguments with everybody about fixed yeah. and mechanical. Yeah, that's why, you know, it's like, I don't ever try to talk anybody into it. I just say, hey, this worked for me. Oh, I love it, man. I love stirring the pot a little bit with my friends and being like, hey, uh, so I heard about this. You know, you're shooting a fixed blade. You might want to do this. And I'll just do it to mess with them. You know, yeah. I could talk for hours about it. Oh, yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, look, I don't want to hold you too long. And I just heard my daughter running upstairs. So that's <laughs> happening. Um, yeah. Well, if you ever want to jump back on, we could talk, you know, we could talk about whatever, um, arrows in depth, broadheads, whatever. Um, I'm happy to get back on and um, hunting, whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, man. No, we'll definitely do that because I have a ton of questions about the arrow technology and, and yeah. your personal hunting stories. We didn't even get into much of that, except for yeah. the bear, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely do it again. In a nutshell, I just, my heart pounds whether I'm, I'm not like I have to shoot a trophy. Like if I have a doe come in, hard still pounds. I love. I just love bow hunting. I just like to get yeah. get out there and, and be doing it. So yeah, if yeah, if we could talk about any of that stuff. I'd be happy with that. So awesome. Yeah, I can relate to that. I shake every time I see a deer running in the stand. So I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's why we do it. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Well, till next time, buddy. I appreciate okay. it. Hey. All right. Thanks a million. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.